Hello everyone and welcome to the Healing My Earth, Healing Me podcast, the podcast where we explore different concepts and ideas on how our actions are affecting our environment and how that goes back to our own health and well-being. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on wherever you are. Happy Friday! Oh my goodness, this has been such an awesome routine for me to do it and release these episodes every Friday and get to kick off my weekend by releasing this to you all. So today is the 22nd of May when this will be released and it's actually International Day for Biological Diversity. So we kind of spoke about biological diversity in in previous episodes through permaculture and Monty gave a little bit of an introduction to that. So I won't spend too much time on it today. Um, Essentially, so biodiversity is the living fabric of our planet. It underpins human well-being in the present and in the future. And we've been seeing rapid decline in biodiversity, and that's threatening nature and people, remembering that we are a part of nature, we're not separate from it. So... There was a report that came out, and it's called the Global Assessment Report on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. So, so this report says that the main global drivers of biodiversity loss are climate change, invasive species, overexploitation of natural resources, pollution, and urbanization. And so, yeah, again, remembering that we're a part of nature, we're not separate from it. So it's definitely something that we need to take action on. And I love the theme that they've put together for this year and they've decided for 2020's International Day for Biological Diversity theme is our solutions are in nature. And I absolutely love that. It shows that biodiversity remains the answer to a number of sustainable development challenges that we all face. From nature-based solutions to climate to food security, water security, sustainable livelihoods, biodiversity essentially remains the basis for a sustainable future. And I think I spoke about it in the last week's podcast episode, or maybe I posted on social as well about herbicides. And um, <laughs> at the back of my house is wetlands and I saw a few of the guys like spraying chemicals on the ground and wondering, like, oh, I wonder what they're spraying. Um, hoping they're not getting rid of some local insects that are meant to be there and I ran into one of the guys that was doing it and they were actually spraying Roundup which is a glyphosate based pesticide so if you want to know more about that check out the previous episode that I talk about um and it's yeah it's the one before like two episodes before this so it's monoculture and herbicides yeah um, not a big fan so but still remembering, I guess, like things that are within our control and some things that are out of our control and what we can do to avoid these and, yeah, just not stressing over it if it's outside of our control. So because we already had a few episodes on permaculture and the introductions to that and and to carry on with the theme from last week's episode, there's actually another day that's coming up. So... On the 25th of May is National Wine Day. And I actually prepared more for this topic because of the flow on from last week's episode. Anyway, (laughs) so 
Now, I'm not going to say that I'm a complete health nut, but I have stopped drinking alcohol for quite some time now. Well, probably not even three drinks, three drinks in the last two, three years. So yeah, now don't get me wrong. I've definitely had some horrible drunken experiences. Uh, yeah, don't we all? So, okay. So a big question that I asked myself before is what are the chemical reactions that are happening in our body when we drink alcohol? I've always wondered this, but previously there hasn't been enough motivation within me to actually look it up until recently. As they say, ignorance is bliss. But I really wanted to prolong my life and have better quality of life as we grow and evolve into whatever we are. So I decided that I really wanted to know more about what actually happens in our bodies as we consume these beverages that can sometimes be so tasty. <laughs> so consuming alcohol, it goes down the normal food path of digestion. Well, that's if you're ingesting it from your mouth. I don't know how other, what other ways you'd, you'd consume it, but that's how I've consumed it in the past. Um, so as it goes through the mouth, then the esophagus, and then into the stomach, apparently about 20% of alcohol is absorbed. And that's absorbed through the stomach lining and then into the bloodstream, which means it's getting to the bloodstream fairly quickly. From there... The alcohol that wasn't absorbed in the stomach next travels to the small intestine. So one note here, if you've got an empty stomach or if the alcohol is not consumed with any food, it gets to the small intestine a lot faster. So in there, the rest of the alcohol is absorbed into the bloodstream and travels to the liver. So now that we're in the liver, there's this enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase, which is also present in the stomach lining. So let's call that ADH. So ADH oxidizes the alcohol or ethanol molecule. This means that the enzyme comes in and changes the chemical structure of ethanol so that ethanol becomes acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde then is known to be toxic and carcinogenic. This is then metabolized down to a substance called acetic acid, which is less harmful to the body apparently. And acetic acid can be broken down into carbon dioxide and water. When alcohol is present, the liver will work on metabolizing it first, so fatty acids can accumulate. And that's why so many heavy drinkers develop fatty livers. It's estimated apparently that the liver can eliminate about 0.5 ounce of alcohol per hour, which equates to about one standard drink, so like one glass of wine, one beer or one shot. Okay, so there's alcohol in the bloodstream. And one thing we know, the heart like still pumps blood. So the heart pumps the alcohol-rich blood to the lungs. And some of the alcohol in the lungs is breathed out every time you exhale, causing your breath, the smell of liquor. And the lungs send the alcohol containing blood back to the heart where it's pumped to all parts of the body. And yes, that includes our brain. So once alcohol enters the brain, it slows down the nerve cells that control your ability to move and think. So judgment becomes impaired and movement becomes disrupted. And some people um, tend to sweat and that will tend to smell like alcohol. 
and I feel like we've all had those times. Um, yeah, and alcohol decreases the body's production of anti antidiuretic hormone. And this hormone helps your kidneys manage the amount of water in your body. The decrease causes the kidneys to not reabsorb water. And that's why we that's why there's the urge to pee a lot when we're drinking. And that's yeah, also causing the body to become dehydrated. So if we keep this process going on and on and on by drinking more throughout the day, night, or whenever you're drinking, massive alcohol consumption or binge drinking could lead to alcohol poisoning. This happens when there's a high concentration of alcohol in the bloodstream and could result in a coma, respiratory depression, or possibly possibly even death, unfortunately. And now the after effects of alcohol, the infamous hangover. I always wondered what contributed to hangover, and apparently it's not completely understood yet. But there are quite a number of factors that might contribute to it. So remember the chemical that we mentioned earlier, acetaldehyde? That's formed from ethanol. It's believed that the chemical is what causes the headaches associated with hangovers and the increase of urination leading to dehydration, which causes a thirst, dry mouth and dizziness. Some immune cells produce substances called cytokines, which contribute to nausea and fatigue. And so some alcoholic beverages increase the release of gastric acid in the stomach and delay the emptying of the contents into the stomach, which could be the reason for stomach pain associated with hangovers. Alcohol can also interfere with the liver's production of glucose, which is the main form of energy for cells, which can again contribute to dizziness, disorientation, and lack of energy. The long-term effects of alcohol overconsumption include anemia, which means it's yeah low amount of oxygen carrying red blood cells, and that can lead to cell death in the liver cells and brain cells, leading to this, these organs not functioning properly. The risk of heart failure increases, and along with that, the risk of stomach and intestinal problems. And many heavy drinkers have high blood pressure. Now, overconsumption of alcohol can also lead to relationship problems, depression, employment problems, and these are just a few of the long-term problems associated with constant overconsumption of alcohol. Obviously, the last one's more, like, it just depends. Well, yeah, depends on the person and whatever else they've got going on in their life. But I believe it's all interconnected. We are all interconnected within different parts of our life. So... As I was finding all this, I wondered, does it matter what type of alcohol we drink and where it comes from? In my head, initially, I thought, hmm, probably. Of course it does. Of course it does, Jamie. And you might recall me asking Alistair about toxic chemicals like herbicides potentially going into our bodies. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Organic or not, why does it matter? And... I'm leaving that for another episode of Healing My Earth, Healing Me. I'm leaving that here for now. I feel like there's a lot to cover in this topic and in our current climate as well. I feel like more and more people, well, the people that are around me anyway, are being a bit more mindful about their health and being wiser about their choices 
So I challenge you this week, today, whenever you're listening to this, to just rethink the times when you have consumed alcohol and just look back to see how you felt physiologically, mentally and emotionally. And yeah, I'm ending it there and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to me and I'll catch you at the next episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing My Earth, Healing Me. I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I'm excited to catch you at the next episode.